SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Las Vegas, it's Cover It with Teddy Covers. Welcome to Cover It with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm Ted Zabransky, Teddy Covers. And over the course of the next two hours, we're going to break down the world of sports and sports betting from a Las Vegas perspective. I've been living in Sin City for 23 years and counting. So we'll see if we can give you a little West Coast angle on what's going on in the sports betting world. i got a pair of strong guests. And I mean strong guests on today's show. Our number one, Dave Sheriff, and he already works for the Sports Grid Network. You guys hear him night in, night out. I've known him for years here in Las Vegas. A former bookmaker who worked in the global marketplace uh, for more than a decade. He worked here in Las Vegas uh, for CG Gaming uh, for more than a decade. And now we're going to get his expertise. And I'm going to spend a lot of time talking NFL, NFL draft, NFL draft props, etc., etc. With Dave Sheraphin in hour number one. Hour number two, Steve Merrill is going to join us. Steve, a guy who, again, I've had him on the show a couple of times, I believe, once or twice before. And Merrill's a guy who has a broad reach. You know, I'm pretty, my, my reach is not extraordinarily broad. I do MLB, I do college football and NFL, I do NBA and college hoops. And that's the five sports I focus on. There was a time that I used to work on arena football. Uh, pretty seriously, but the arena football marketplace is pretty much non-existent at this stage. I'm not working tennis. I'm not working golf. I'm not working auto racing or UFC. And there are guys that do that. One of the things I love about Merrill is the fact that he, I mean, for number one, I work a ton. This guy, I, I never, I literally have never texted him or called him when he's not at his desk. I don't think he does anything but work. Uh, but he also gives us a broader spectrum. We're going to ask him about multiple sports in hour number two. So it's not just NFL draft talk all the time. But that said, <laughs> we gotta talk a little draft a recap of what uh, went on over the course. And let me make it very clear. All right, the books got slapped around on Thursday night. That's when the majority of the bets come in, or the majority of bets are for the first rounders. Who this you know over under draft position? Who's going to go here? How many players from the various conferences, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the late money. On draft day, and the 48 hours for the draft was all right. All right, and money came in strong and won all the early selections. Trey, uh, Trey Lance was, I mean, at one point, Mac Jones, someone said they saw minus 1,000 on Mac Jones. I didn't see anything that high. But I saw Mac Jones in the minus 300 to minus 400 range, which he was. <laughs> well, he closed as a dog. You know, Trey Lance closed minus 150. He was plus 250 the day before and higher than that before that. Betters got that one absolutely right. And the books took a beating on who will the third pick be. And from all reports, that particular prop, everyone knew who was going to go number one. Everyone thought they knew who was going to go number two. But there was a lot of question about who the Niners were going to take with that third pick. And from a handle standpoint, it was an insane amount of handle on Trey Lance to go third. That was the big decision of the night for the books. 
and they got beaten up pretty bad on it. But it wasn't the only one they got beaten up on. You know, the money came on Pitts under the draft position of five and a half. That closed minus two fifty. And I mean, for I can rip all of these picks. I wasn't thrilled with the Trey Lance pick for San Fran. Okay, makes them worse, not better. Now you have Garoppolo looking over his shoulder, and I have a young quarterback to bring in. I can't blame with Pitts going four for Atlanta. And, of course, the sharp money cash, the under five and a half, and again, minus 250 at the close. It was pouring in on that. But the money coming in <laughs> uh, for, for Pitts to the Falcons, Atlanta has 53 needs. Playmaker, play, pass catching playmakers is not one of them. I really thought it was the type of deal, uh, you know, the Falcons could have traded down and gotten a lot to fill some of the holes they have at every other position that they have except for skills and talent. But uh, I understand. Pitt's the playmaker. The guy's uh, on paper. He looks brilliant. On film, he looks brilliant. And the books took a beating on Pitt's under 5.5 on Thursday night. Same story with Jamar Chase, man. Under 5.5. That also closed minus 250. Uh, money coming in on the LSU uh, wide receiver. And it came down to Cincinnati deciding, uh, all right, we're going to go receiver as opposed to offensive line. Don't know that I love that choice for the Bengals either. It's really easy to rip <laughs> all the organizations for what they do. That's part of the fun of the NFL draft. And, of course, one more big, sharp move. Waddle was his draft position was 11.5. All the money came on the under down to 9.5 and, and ends up landing right in the middle. The books got middled on that. That's always fun when that happens. That's a bad result for the bookmakers. And let's not forget total offensive players taken in the first round. Total was 18 and a half. There were 18 players on the offensive side of the football taken with five draft choices remaining. The last five players, defense, 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 and defense. How do you have a bad beat in the draft? You have a bad beat in the draft when you have the offense over 18 and a half players. There's 18 taken. You still got five picks left. Assuming it was 50-50, you had a 31 or 32 chance to win. After Baltimore went offense with the 27th pick, well, the one out of 32 came through. <laughs> and really tough beat. So you're going to have bad beats on size. You're going to have bad beats on totals. You're going to have bad beats on points. You're bad beats on money lines. You can also have bad beats for over 18 and a half offensive players in the first round taken. That was a tough one. Coverage continues. We're going to start with Dave Sheriffman coming up next right here. Stay tuned. Brief break. We'll be right back. Sirius XM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM, a channel 204, the Sports Grid a Radio Network. Enough with me talking about the draft. Now I got to bring someone in to talk about the draft with me. And to do that here in hour number one, I want to bring in my good friend and veteran odds maker. Worked in Vegas for, what, more than a decade. Worked in the global community for a decade before that. Dave Sheriff, and welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm great, Teddy. Um, can't believe that we just did the first round of the draft. 
and cannot believe that we have more to come. Uh, football talk in April. It never gets old. It never gets old. <laughs> well, the the beauty of it is that hope springs eternal. We're going to go through the first round. Obviously, we're recording uh, again uh, on a Friday before the second and third round of the draft. So uh, we have the first rounders to talk about right now. But more than that, I mean, we can do a little first round recap. And you see the bad bet last night. There was one, or bad beat, I should say. There was one legit bad beat for offense betters with total offensive players taken in the first round was over 18 and a half. They had 18 taken and then five straight defenders close out the first round. That was pretty tough. Uh, Did you hear betters bitching about that one, Dave? Oh, yeah. I mean, that one's all over. But, you know, that's one that the Ausbakers, we got a really good number, right? Like, that was one where I went through and looked and, you know, when I saw that number and said, this is going to be 17, 18, or 19. There just didn't seem like, unless there was going to be a big trade or something, that's the only way that really could have played out. Five wide receivers, five quarterbacks, five offensive linemen, and then, you know, the one running back or two running backs, and then a tight end. I mean, like, it was already played out. The whole thing is so different than actually doing numbers for games and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bad beat if you had uh, if you had over, but, I mean, if you had under, that's a that's a good win. <laughs> Found money. You know, again, that, that 18 offensive players, you needed over 18 and a half. You got five picks remaining in the first round. You think you're probably going to cash that bet, but it didn't happen. So it just goes to show you that bad beats can happen in any form of wagering, uh-huh. uh, not just when it comes to point spread or money line decisions. Oh, yeah. No, and it's you're not immune to it. So, um it's expanded. The betting is now on the draft. I mean, but, you know, in the past year, two years, there's betting on ping pong and there's bad beats there. You just maybe don't see them. Cricket, sock, there's bad beats everywhere. So if you're going to, you know, you're going to play with fire, sometimes you are going to get burned. So the beauty of the NFL draft is that immediately everyone has opinions. Oh, yeah. Right? And pretty much to the best of my experience, everyone's opinions are wrong. One of the things I like to do is go back and look at draft grades from previous years. Last year, all right, not 50 years ago, last year, the one team that was universally praised, everyone gave them A's, 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 Dallas, they're going to be their Super Bowl team now, Cowboys, loaded draft. And, of course, yes, they had injuries, but the Cowboys couldn't even come out of that crappy NFC East. And they were all A's, go up and down the card. You find A, A, A minus Everyone loved Dallas's draft. I went back and looked at the Chiefs' draft when they reached to move up and get Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> All right? C's, D's, F's across yep. the board for KC in that draft. They <laughs> yep. reached for everybody. Of course, that's been the, the core of their Super Bowl uh, uh, teams the last couple of years right. has been the guys they drafted there. So recognize that the pundits are not just commonly wrong. They're basically always wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Basically. And when we think about it this way, Dave, one of the staffs that the NFL's GM, the scouting staffs, I mean, they have a dozen guys on staff, more, right? Right. At least, yeah. Yeah, at least. They're spending their entire lives. It's not just they get ready for the draft for a week ahead of time. They're spending all year, all right, in that front office, 
sorting players. And do we want this guy? Do we not want that guy? Do we want this guy? Do we not want that guy? So you have a, a huge staff, a huge amount of data. <laughs> and they Sounds get it like wrong not once, not twice, not four. <laughs> like every other pick in the first round is going to be a bust. And um, maybe five of them will end up being good. Yeah. Sounds a lot like a risk room. Teddy, or or, or or a place where people have opinions in a sports book. It's unbelievable. It really is. Um, I I mean, we, we talk about the draft, right? And, and you're like, oh, immediate grades. Everybody got to get an A, a B, a C, a D, or, you know, a big F. And I just say just F you to all of it. There's no reason to even discuss it because you have no idea – the impact that a guy's going to have in two years. I mean, there's just there's no real way of knowing that the, the front office may change, the coach may change, obviously some of the personnel changes. This is a year-to-year gig, and it's tough because we're drafting, we're watching these teams draft for multiple years. I mean, you know, the, 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 uh, the Lions got a guy that's going to play offensive line for the next decade. Yep, we got our tackle. That's it. Put him in there. Okay, hope we'll hope that's the case. But if it's not, is he a bust? How do you measure that? I mean, if a quarterback continues to have success and doesn't get to the Super Bowl, is he a bust? I mean, you know, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl his second year of, uh, in the NFL and never went back. So, I mean, he had a great career. But, you know, there's so many guys that come in the league. I mean, it. I don't know. I looked at the beginning of the draft and thought, wow, I have no idea what we're going to be talking about in one year, let alone three, for all three of the first guys. All three. Well, so you talk about the Lions and drafting an offensive lineman. Of course, you know me. i got to go back and look at this stuff. This is the sixth offensive lineman they've taken within the first round over the last decade. And the first five? I guess Reef was okay. I'll call him one out of five. And then Tomlinson's been okay in San Francisco. So maybe they got okay. two out of five right. <laughs> but nobody played well in Detroit. Uh, 0 for 5 uh, with these guys uh, uh, playing in the Motor City. So uh, another first-round offensive lineman for the Lions. And again, this is with extreme scouting staffs and guys that spend not weeks – but all year trying to figure out who the choice, who the best choice is, and they get it wrong all the yeah. time. Let's talk about the handle uh, a little bit for uh, the draft. I mean, we everyone says it keeps going up, it keeps going up, it keeps going up. What kind of handle were you hearing around town in Las Vegas? Did they do more on the draft than they did uh, for an MLB card on uh, on uh, Thursday night, for example? Uh, what are the numbers you're hearing the being thrown around? It depends. It depends how long people had it up. I know, you know, my last couple of years here um, at CG, we put it up as late as possible because we didn't really want to take a lot of bets on it because it's such a sharp market. I mean, the betting handle has maybe increased because the number of options have increased with, you know, it expanding in other states. But, I mean, Nevada shuts it off in... Wednesday night. You can't even bet it the day of the draft. So a lot of the handle in sports betting happens the day of the event. So I think it is just um, one of the necessary evils of the business. Um, I, I think if you really 
you know, asked a lot of books. If they wanted to book it, they would say no. Um, but it generates handle, and yes, it goes up. I, I mean, with it going as planned, the first five picks, I mean, who didn't have pits under five and a half? Who didn't have uh, – right. I mean, like everybody had what happened, so at least at the beginning. And then, you know, the only one I think people lost was that offensive player one because everybody bets offense. Betting the draft is just a microcosm of betting sports and, like, evaluating talent – is we use the term in the industry, Teddy, it's a coin flip game. It's a these coin guys, flip game. We're going to have these, more with Dave Sherapin <laughs> after the break. Stay tuned. Covering. been shot. Somebody's been abused. Somebody blew up a building. Somebody stole a car. Somebody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Work. If anything proves that the NFL draft is, or that the NFL is king, it's the NFL draft. All right. <laughs> when you see the TV ratings, when you see the betting handle, um, and right before the break, I'm talking with, of course, Dave Sheriff and at Sports BK Consig, the Sportsbook Consigliere, uh, on Twitter at Sports BK Consig, uh, and right before the break, uh, uh, Dave. You were talking about how the books, you know, it's kind of like a crying call. They're not real excited about putting up the draft props because the better betters tend to win. Let me ask you, did books take a beating? Because basically, from from everything that I've seen and heard, the biggest line movers, money for Trey Lance to go third, money on Pitts under, money on Chase under, money on Waddle under, all the big moves the day of, you know, in the, in the day or two before uh, the draft, all went to the betters. None went to the books. Uh, yep. The books get slapped around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I used to call this the lost leader uh, in the book as a retail analogy where you did it and you hope that they stayed around and, you know, picked up some other items, maybe bet some basketball, uh, maybe dabbled in some baseball and you got a customer out of it. Because if they come in and just bet this draft, the thing about the draft, Teddy, is so it's it, and this is actually a microcosm of what's happening in the market now, just in general. Nobody bets the other side of these things. <laughs> like yeah. you, you get you get one sided action the whole way down, and you know, I mean, you bet Super Bowl props and have done well betting the minuses and laying the pr- prices that. You know, books need guys like you to lay. We used to love in the book when, you know, professionals would come in and make a play because everyone else would bet the other side and we would need the same side. We were kind of in it together. And now um, with all the <laughs> all the talk shows and all the all the coverage of the draft and all the information is the same and no one's telling the truth, but some are, some aren't, everybody bets the same way. So you go to grade, you know, the first, the, the, you know, the draft, Lance, the steam. He goes three, you grade it, loser. Pitts goes four, loser. Oh, under five and have another loser. Oh, guess what? Chase goes fifth. He's going to go play with Burrow, loser. And you just go, oh, man. I, I mean, there's nothing. 
it's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough gig to 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 book, and um, it's just it's not changing. I, I don't think this is one of those things that I you just kind of every spring after you have a great March Madness you go okay, baseball season's here. We're doing okay. A lot of unders. A lot of a lot of a lot of dogs are winning. We're doing fine. And then it's you know one day really it's because it, it's really just for uh, the first day. There's betting right. the rest of the draft, but it's not anything handle-wise. You just suffer through that first day, and you're good. Well, the books have suffered through it, uh, and obviously you call it a loss leader. As a better, you always like to hear that. <laughs> you know, my ears perk up yeah. right here. Oh, it's a loss leader. You know, the NFL season win total marketplace is not something the books uh, historically do really well, but it brings people in over the summer months and yep. gets people to deposit money and gets people in action, and that's at least one piece of the puzzle for the sportsbooks, both here in the great state of Nevada and around the country. So I guess i got to ask you, even though everyone's wrong and you're wrong and I'm wrong, I hated pretty much every pick. Um, were there any surprises for you from that first round? Any truly dumb picks stand out to you besides what the Raiders did? <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was one of them. Um, I don't know. Were you surprised that the Bears moved up and took Fields? Yes. Uh, I, I I thought that was a, a surprising move. I'm not saying it's the wrong move. They need a quarterback. Um, and I still really like Fields. I mean, give me a kid that played at Ohio State, started at Georgia, and you know, played, moved and and played in the Big Ten and had some adversity and has been tough and stuff. Give me that kid to play quarterback in Chicago. Um, one I'm not sold on is Zach Wilson. I just can't believe. I mean, he looked like he was taking a picture uh, before the draft, before he was going to prom. And he's going to go be the quarterback <laughs> at the Meadowlands. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what he knows what he's going to. And he's had adversity, so maybe the Jets know something that a lot of people don't, and they're all going to be laughing late. Um, and then the other one that just looks so like, like, I mean, how does Mac Jones just sit there and smile? And he look it down at his phone, and then draft by, draft another. Oh, there's the Patriots. Oh, Bill Belichick. The guy just played for Nick Saban in that crucible. Who's more ready to, to contribute and be a pro in the Patriot way than Mac Jones? I mean, like, it just it, it couldn't have worked out any better for New England, and I can't stand New England. And they're down for one year, and now they got their, their next quarterback for him to mold and – you know, I, I think that one was a home run for them. Well, yeah, the Patriots found the next A.J. McCarron. No question about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Jets so. found the next Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, no arguments there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm using these comps specific. Okay, Zach Wilson, I'm comping to Mitch Trubisky because Zach Wilson had one good year in college. And, impressed everyone. Uh, Trubisky, one good yeah. year in college. Impressed everyone at the Combine, and boom. Rocketing up the draft boards, and now you're going to be really good. Uh, and looks and again, great. The ACC, the ACC, not the SEC. When it comes right. to defense, right? And, and I mean, when you look at the schedule that they played BYU, I mean, that was just a fill-in schedule last year. It was a lot of teams that they normally wouldn't play. Half the teams were like not even really. I mean, they were Division One, but like, come on. So, I don't know. That one's that was a big mystery to me. I, I know this. I I watch the draft every year from the book's perspective or in the book we don't move one season win based on anything not one thing moves based on anything that happens at the draft as a better do you look at the draft and go oh 
well, now I got to play this, this, I mean, today. You might by training camp, but today, would you go, oh, I'm definitely playing the Jets under, or I'm definitely playing the Niners over? Or so I had to just sit back. I had a handful of strong. I haven't made a, a season over under win bet yet because we don't have a schedule yet. Schedule, and I will right. not. I will not make the bets until I see. Hey, do you face all your tough teams the first month? Do you face them all in December? You know, I mean, the, the nuances right. of the schedule are enormous when it comes to yes. wins and losses because where a team is at the halfway point goes a long way towards mm-hmm. seeing how they're going to finish, and the teams that have easier schedules in the first half have a real benefit, and the teams that are going to start out 2-7 and seven have a real disadvantage. Uh, so I'm waiting for the schedule to come out. That said, when it comes to the draft, the only thing, I mean, I love what Carolina did, so I'm not going to deny, I'm, I'm not going to deny, you know, right. I mean, you trade Bridgewater and you, and, you, and you re-up Darnold for the, you know, you, I mean, to me, Carolina did everything right. So that's the, the exception of a team that after the draft I'd be more inclined to play over. But... The number one thing for win totals with a draft, take San Francisco, for example, and your uh, A.J. McCarron slash Mac Jones, whatever you want to call him, you know, another Alabama quarterback. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, when, you, when you look at San Fran, now, after just the first round, the 49ers are a one-way team for me. I cannot bet them over because the teams that draft a QB – if the starter gets hurt or if the season goes south, they're always putting that QB in and let him get his growing pains as a rookie. So if the Niners are sitting at the, the, the six and six, you know, with five games left, do I trust them to get over? I do not. Uh, wow. So okay. The only thing I can do is I, I'll look to bet against teams, but I'm not right. going to bet. You know, <laughs> a team that has made the draft moves to say, all right, yeah, we're building for the future. But very rarely will a team make a move in the draft that I say, oh, yeah, that's really going to have an impact this year. It it's, just doesn't work that way. It's so true because, and you know, we kind of we look at everything the same I, I, because of, you know, where, where I've been and all the places I've, I've, I've worked and thought and bet. And you're, 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 we're always thinking alike in that you're looking to bet against the team more than betting on a team, um, you know, just in general. I mean, that's. That's kind of the way you look to make plays, and I and I, I totally agree with the schedule. It's it's so important. I can't wait, like, for these things to come out, for the schedule to come out, because now it's seventeen, not sixteen. Yep. Everything's going to be messed up, like six and eleven instead of <laughs> saying six and ten. It's going to be so difficult just to do the math. I can't wait. <laughs> and, and, and as a as a better. Who spent a lot of time? I mean, the last twenty years, I spent my summers working on NFL season. Of totals. course, to have this slight nuance <laughs> change where there's that one extra game. Yeah, it messes with all my math. It's already messed with it's, all my math. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's killing me over here. You're killing yeah. me over here. Killing so, me. Dave, I, I want to keep. I mean, like we're having a. It's an interesting draft discussion, and I want to ask about you. Are there any draft stories that stand out for your days here in Vegas or in the global markets that uh, that stand out? I know we only got about a, a, a minute here before the break, so I don't want you to get angry. Okay. But I guess it's a yes or no question. You got some stories you want to tell? <laughs> oh, I got I got a couple, but I, I have one that I can tell real quick. Um, if you wanted me to do it now or wait until after thirty the break. seconds, totally if you got it. You. It's it's guy sh- the- guy, sh- guy showed up at one of our books. And I got a call in the risk room. A guy's here to bet Chase Young's draft position. 
Okay, how much does he have? He has a bag with 50000 and he wants to bet it all on Chase Young. I'll leave the rest of the story for after the break. <laughs> Fifty grand in a bag. See, that's another reason why I love having you on the show, Dave. I've had you on a couple of times now. But you, the, you're the only guest I bring on that goes, well, I was working in the book. And the guy brought it 50 dimes in a duffel bag. Uh, but that's what happens sometimes uh, when you are running risk management at sportsbooks here in Las Vegas. They'll bring in a duffel bag, and you're going to have to deal with it one way or another. More with Dave Sherapin after this brief message. Coverage continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 204. The Sports Grid Radio Network. And now, one more segment with Dave Sherman. And Dave, look, I sent you questions about MLB. I sent you questions about NBA, <laughs> NHL, all this stuff. Like, if we have time, if we have time. I feel like we got to talk to the draft, man. It's fun. And and it shows again. why. I mean, we say football is king. NFL is king. We are, what, let's see, May, June, July, three months away from anything resembling <laughs> an NFL bet to be made, you know, in terms of on a game. Then we have, you know, preseason games, and the regular season doesn't start for what four and a half months, and yet NFL on center stage in a way that no other sport can do. So uh, I give the guys that run the National Football League some credit for putting this together. And you talked about how the draft doesn't matter from the betting markets. You talked about, uh, you know, some of the surprises and the dumb picks. Uh, that you saw. You didn't make fun of the Raiders, which uh, I always like to do. How's that Colin... Uh, <laughs> uh, what was his name? Colin... Uh, the kid at Clemson a couple years ago. Colin Farrell. They made a big oh. reach. And, and, and for Farrell... For, it's not Farrell. It's Farrell on the bench. Uh, no, not uh, him. Not him. Yeah. Not him. Uh, whatever. Anyhow, another reach for uh, for the Raiders in the first round that uh, at the top half of the first round that didn't quite uh, uh, pan out. But let me ask you this. Uh, you know, oh, well, I, I want to ask you stories about your days in the draft and the, uh, in, in the global marketplace, but I do want to ask you one question first. You talked about how you're not moving the win totals off of draft, and I agree with that assessment. But you certainly are going to move a team's power rating off of what they did in the offseason, and now that we've had free agency and the beginnings of the draft, Give me one team that got it noticeably better this offseason or one team that got noticeably worse. Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, didn't immediately the Falcons improve um, with what they did just yesterday? Just getting this guy, Pitts, who seems like he's going to be a difference maker immediately and they can throw in and, and maybe extend the lifespan of uh, the quarterback and that offense another year. I think, obviously, uh, we'll see. I don't know how much Matt Ryan has left in the tank, but I trust uh, when a guy gets a tight end that can make a difference, I think it's just such a big impact in today's NFL. You see what Kelsey means to Mahomes, and 
I mean, Brady got Gronk out of retirement, so he come down to Florida and, you know, goes and wins a Super Bowl. So I, I think the tight end position is huge. And obviously, yeah, look what Waller did for Derek Carr last year, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's right. It's just, it's, it's a big deal. Um, and I don't know. I, I love what the Dolphins are doing. I, I just yep. think the Miami Dolphins' whole culture, Flores is a tremendous coach. They all are on the same page. I don't know if Tua is the guy, but, like, they don't know either, but they're okay with it, and they're going with it. So, and they're sticking to whatever plan it is. So, I I really like um, what Miami is doing and continues to do. And I don't know. I mean, Buffalo is obviously just filling pieces now, and, like, they're really good, and they're close. So, but Miami feels like the closest competitive team, and now the the Patriots are going to be back with all their guys. And I mean, you know, that division just went from really bad last year to really good, and you know, so that that's the one I'm really keeping my eye on. And obviously, I'm a Steeler guy, and they go and draft a running back in the first round. Which, I mean, the NFL is taking away the importance of the running back every single game until you need the running back to win you the playoff games. You have to be able to run the ball to win playoff games and he's going to be a guy that's going to be there after Ben. So, uh, I like the pick, but I don't think it helps him, uh, at all. I think that team is needs some drastic help on defense and we're going to see them in that division, maybe take a step backwards. Yeah, look at those first-round running backs in the history. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> wow, good. he's worked out well. Well, Barkley's the good one. All right. Yeah. You got Rashad Penny. Remember when Seattle went and grabbed him? Yeah, Sony yeah, Michelle, has he ever done anything yeah. for the pay? I mean, he's done a little for the Patriots. Leonard Fournette, uh, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. Uh, thanks, Teddy. Yeah. You're, you're, you're doing great. Keep naming bad bad, bad results, guys. That's my Steelers. Stuff. That's the whole list? <laughs> First round. You know, you got Zeke Elliott and Christian McCaffrey, I guess, who you can put as, a, uh, as wins. Uh, I'll tell you the, what. The list of first-round running backs. Like the list of first-round players at every position is littered with busts. Coin Dave. Yeah, I mean it's just yeah, there's 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 no good predictor of how hard someone's going to want to work after they become a millionaire. And that's this mm-hmm. the truth of it. Uh and that's why you You would know. know. And you would you would know that the answer to that question. I'm sure. still working. Yeah. You would but, but I'm not a millionaire many times over yet <laughs> like the rookies uh, like are going to be. So um So you were talking you were telling me a story about a time a guy came in and brought the duffel bag with 50 grand on the counter and wants yep. to bet Chase Young props. Yep. Go. So I answered the phone and the guy says, yeah, there's a guy, he has 50 dimes and wants to bet Chase Young's draft position. And I said, 50 dimes? We're taking to win a thousand. Well, he said he'll <laughs> lay whatever you, you, he'll, he'll lay whatever price and wants to know what you're going to move it to. And I was like, oh, now this is the, 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 the problem. When you're at the book, and you're able to move the numbers, you can actually just talk to the customer. If it was me and you, I'd say, listen, how much do you want to win? All right, you want to win $5,000? let us let's, let's say you can win three. I'll give you to win three on the first number so I don't get in trouble. I'm trying to help you. I'm going to move it, and you can bet it a second time, and then whatever number I move it to, you're probably not going to want to do it. And you, it's, it's, it's a business transaction, and it's respectful. The problem now with apps and getting rejected and moving numbers on air and all this other stuff is there's no relationship between bettors and bookmakers. And it's stupid because we need each other. I used to say that all the time. Like, these aren't bad people. You know, some people in the books, they make it so personal. Like, oh, these guys are stealing. Well, what are you doing? 
We're, they're laying 110 every bet. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a business decision. Stop. So the guy says, well, all right, I want to bet it. I'm like, all right, I got a boss. I can't, I can't give you to win 50000 or 50000 to win five, whatever we're going to lay. So he lays the first number to win a dime. I inch it up and tell them you can bet it again to win the second dime. And then I forget what it was, but it was, I mean, I think he laid six to one, the first number. Uh, so he laid 6,000 to win a dime um, to be drafted second, I believe yep. it was. Yep. And then I said, all right, I'll move it to 750. And he was like, all right, good. I'll take that. And then I said, I got to double it. I'm sorry. I got I to, you got to lay 15 to one. I mean, I, I just, you know, because someone's going to go, what am I doing giving away a dime? Because everyone knew he was going second. We knew right. he was going second. I mean, but so I said, I got to move it to 15 to one. Are you interested? And he's like, no, I'm good. So, you know, the guy late 13-5, I think it was, to, to win two dimes. And he didn't want to lay the rest of the bag, pretty much, on the, on the, to win another dime. I mean, he had to lay another whole 15000 to win a dime. And he was like, no, I'm good, but thank you. And the transaction was over. So that's kind of how it's supposed to happen. And, and now... You don't have that. And thank God, like, we didn't even book it offshore. I, I mean, I was in I was in Curacao back in the day. The draft wasn't even a big deal. It was just no. a TV show. It was, I mean, you know, in the late 90s, it was just, it was cool to watch. And, like, you know, people were at folding tables with a phone with a helmet on it. And, like, you know, there was, like, <laughs> one guy talking about it. And it was just another day. But there was no betting on it. So I think the betting is a cursory um result of the excitement of the draft it's not the driver of it but man you got to take bets on it and i think you have to work with people that want to bet it as long as nobody is trying to get over on anybody i mean that's the way i've always done the business that goes for every day that ever i've worked in a book i was always trying to accommodate the top guy professional as well as the five dollar better because when you put money behind your opinion and I get to book it all, like, I feel like I got the, the upper hand anyway. Why wouldn't I try to help you? Because I, without you, I don't got no business. So it just doesn't make sense where the whole industry is going in, in, in that regard. But that's a discussion for another time. Well, uh, <laughs> what, other, what time is better than this, uh, my friend? Uh, you know, but it's a way you, I guess I, I, wanted, I, I do want to keep it focused, you know, draft-related. Uh, in terms of stories and and opportunities for betters, because here we are again, uh, we're airing first thing uh, on Saturday morning, uh, and you watch a ton of college football. I watch a ton of college yep. football, but the reality is that you know we look about our right, day three sleepers. You know who stands out as a late round guy that's going to make an impact. I don't freaking know. You know, oh. uh, you're like, oh, I oh. saw this guy in college. He's great, but I, I mean. When you talk about a guy from having an impact to having no impact, I'm not, I'm not talking about a, a first rounder, but let's say a fourth rounder or a sixth rounder, or, you know, for a guy who's gonna make, gonna have an NFL career and a guy who's not, and ahead of time, there's a fair bit of randomness in that. A lot of it, I think, is oh. has to what what how a player reacts when he gets rich and whether he walks into a situation where he's got a mentor and a and a staff and a good all organization behind him. All of it. Yeah. Or if you walk into the Lions. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another shot at the, the Lions. Yeah. Uh, 
Listen, I like I like the Lions coach. I mean, he's crazy, but he's a he's a football guy. I think we got to give him a chance. I think he's really. I mean, he knows that he may have outkicked his coverage with the whole thing, but he's a football lifer. Give me that guy and put him in there and see what he can do. I'm I'm I mean, because it hasn't been working up to this point, so why not? But I mean. I went to Penn State with guys that got drafted in the fourth round. Like these guys, it's life changing. But they got to make the team. Anyone that's getting drafted over the weekend's got to make the team. You, you. So they're playing for life. Like they're not worried about, uh, you know, getting cars and helping, you know, their their aunt with the house and all this other. Stuff. They got to make the squad. These they become practice squad players. I mean, there's no guarantee. Once you get past the second round. Third round and on, like you got to make the squad. You're going to have to cover punts. You might have to, you know, line up on field goals, and and you're going to be the practice squad guy that's going to get the snot beat out of them, uh, prepping every week. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because there's bets. I see these, you know, different lines at different places. The position player of this, like the Jaguars' next pick is up in a place. The cornerback is minus five fifty. And safety is next at six to one. Offensive lineman seven to one. Are you nuts? Like I don't even know how they make these markets. I mean, this is just you throwing numbers up and hoping <laughs> nobody bets it. Like I'm looking at all this stuff, going, man, this is a lot of work for not a lot of handle. And I'm glad I'm not doing it. Reason number seven thousand two hundred ninety-two. Why I'm happy to be in the media and not in a risk room in a book right now. <laughs> Great stuff from Dave Sharapin. At Sports BC, BK can sig on Twitter. Uh, Dave, anything you want to promote, man? This hour just flew by. Oh, my goodness. It really does. I mean, we might have to get our own show. We're going to have to talk to MC or somebody and see if we can get our own show because we could talk and do this every day. I do this every day on Sports Grid TV and on Sirius XM 204, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific. Um, I also write story time from the book on Twitter at sports BK can sig. And I do a podcast called cash considerations where I get someone on there every week. We had Joe Ranieri on last week. He was unbelievable. Teddy, you're coming up soon. Don't worry. Prez you're out. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dave. And of course you have a daughter who just had a, a, a walk off game. Uh, five, five. I appreciate you sending me that clip. S- cover it continues. After this brief message. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're the home stretch of our number one coverage with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM Channel 204. And I'll tell you what, having Sheriff been on, um, it's solid info from a guy, again, he's like my age, you know. <laughs> Last week we had the young guys on, uh, which is important to do. But this week, you know, back to the uh, 40-somethings and 50-somethings, uh, like uh, myself. Uh, but the experience that... Dave Sherapin brings to the table when it comes to the NFL draft. Talking about how this was nothing. I mean, when I moved to Vegas, the NFL draft was nothing. And not nothing in terms of attention, but nothing in terms of a betting proposition. And now, literally, and I, I'm kicking myself because I forgot to ask him, uh, but 
the 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 impression I got and the sports book guys I was talking to in the last 24 hours have all said the draft is as big as any event that we have, you know, this side of the Kentucky Derby, um, where there's obviously a lot of money coming in on, on the, the biggest horse race of the year. But whereas the draft is the, the market, the, the market for the draft bigger than the markets for MVP for the entire MLB season or NBA or anything like that. Um, that was just with the number three draft choice that got all of that betting attention, who it's going to be. And of course, the betters got it right in the end uh, with the money driving towards Trey Lance. So, you know, from a betting standpoint, no, this isn't as exciting as a game. It's not. It's guys opening envelopes <laughs> with 10 minutes in between plays, which, you know, you're not going to sit there and watch the draft uh, like you would sit there and watch a game unless you got a bunch of buddies. You, know, you might sit there by yourself and watch a game. If you're sitting there by yourself and watching the draft, it's real slow. you got to have some buddies. Uh, hanging around, but it does quicken up over the weekend. That said, over the weekend, you don't know half the players. Even, again, I watch college football for 12 to 15 hours every single Saturday. You know, I don't know half the guys that are going to get drafted in day three. That's just the nature of the draft. But when we come back, I want to break two. Yeah, there'll be a little bit of draft discussion, but you better believe we're going to talk some NBA, some MLB, maybe even NHL. Coverage continues.